Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with my co-host, who is in Arizona, 93 degrees, Michelle Claire. How are you doing tonight? I am wonderful. How are you tonight, Patricia? I'm fine. I'm fine, and I'm so excited about the guest you brought to us. This is oh going to be one too. heck of a show. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for telling me about Michael Andre Ford. We're going to bring him on in a few minutes. What an amazing talent he is. And thanks to you, our audience is going to hear all about what he does and what he can do for our audience. So this is going to be Tremendous. So thank you, Michelle, for bringing Michael Andre Ford to us. He is so special. Oh, my gosh. He, he is. And what I love about him is he's so unique in the way that he does his work. And so there's really something for everyone when they're connecting with him. Go in with an open mind, an open heart, and you'll get your messages. Absolutely. My goodness. Well, now tell us about you. What are you up to? You're always up to something. So... What are you up to? Yes. (laughs) Um, What are you offering to people these weeks? I know. Right now, it's all online events for April. Um, But if you're in the Phoenix area in May, I will be up in North Scottsdale. Come by. We will have mediumship readings, sound and energy healings, um, gong bath, sound bath. It's going to be amazing. You can find all of this out on my website, michelleclair.net. Excellent. Now, I noticed something on your website that you also offer advanced tickets at a reduced rate. Are you still doing that? I am so people still sign doing up? that, yes. So people need to know that, that look, if you want to have a reduced rate on a ticket, you just need to sign up early, that's all, and then mm-hmm. you can get a discount on the ticket. Absolutely. You know, I love what I do, and I try to make it affordable for everyone. There's a huge range. You can connect with me from $25 and up. So um, mediumship shouldn't be something that people have to have gazillions of dollars to afford. Um, So there's a lot of ways to get it, not just with myself but with other mediums, um, where you could do a group reading. And you can do something smaller and more intimate and yet still get your messages. Exactly. Well, you offer every variety of contact here, so that's tremendous. But when I saw that, I thought, I know a bunch of people that might sign up if they knew they could get some kind of a discount because we're all concerned about prices going up of food and gas and all that kind of crazy stuff in the world today. But here's something that they can participate in. If they sign up early enough, they get the discount. 
So they can find oh us on your gosh. website, yeah. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is terrific. Hey, I have it's a question terrific. for you. What? A couple weeks ago, you were talking about getting your Tesla coil. Have you used that yes. yet? I have used and? it. Now, you want to know what I think? I think you yes. do, too. One oh. needs another one. It's my opinion. And mm-hmm. they probably won't be very happy with me saying this, but they offer, you know, four of them or one of You can buy whatever you want. But my thought is in experiencing the energy of these things that you actually need two to make the connection. Now, I did notice at first there was a little more energy and things like that, a little more clarity, but I felt something was missing. So these things are not that inexpensive. They retail around $500 each. And they also mm-hmm. have bigger coils for a med bed, which is, like, apparently very powerful. But they're even more expensive. So it, this is not something you want to invest in lightly. You really want to make a commitment to it. The other thing I was concerned about, I'm going to be brutally honest with everybody, I like the company. I like what they're doing. I like that they're doing studies for Parkinson patients that they can go and actually have the experience of the med bed. <clears throat> I like good customer service. Mm-hmm. If I call up a company or write to them or do something, some form of communication, <clears throat> I expect bonds. And I can tell you that they must be overwhelmed or they must be short-staffed because it's very difficult to get communication from them. I ask specific questions. For example, do you get a better result if you place the Tesla coil on your body? These are small. They're not big. So Mm -hmm. if you place it on your body, do you get a better response? Or what's the furthest away it can be uh, before it stops working? So I asked some questions that I thought our listeners would want to know the answer to. And I have yet to get those answers. And I, I asked these questions weeks ago. So that's my concern. I want anybody who invests in any new technology like this to be able to get the right support so that they know what they're investing in, they know all the parameters of the technology and exactly how to use it. So if anybody's interested, I encourage you to contact the company and consider it, but know that this is my experience so far. Now, maybe as the company grows and they have more staff and things like that, things will change. But, for example, if you contact the people about the red laser watch or the Spectre watch that was designed by the gentleman in Germany, the doctor in Germany, you will get immediate responses on all your questions. And if they don't respond right away, you can contact me because I know everything about that technology. So, you know, people deserve to know the answers if they're going to be using something new. And even if, they're, if it's not new, you need to know, you know, how long do you wear the watch for? Does any particular color make any difference? Is there's four different colors with the Spectra watch. Um, they actually have an IV that is light. So you can actually get an IV of light. Isn't that amazing? That is so amazing. I love that idea. Yeah, it's incredible. And there are a couple of clinics in New Hampshire that have that technology. It's incredible. I wish we had it around here. Actually, I think you have it around you. 
in Arizona. Really? And yes, it does amazing things. And yeah, I'll try to find that clinic for you. But anyways, this is the kind of information that people need. People need to know where to go to get these treatments, where to go to buy these particular watches, how to use them. Same with Airnergy, which is the spiralized oxygen treatment from Germany. Incredible technology. But again, we have people there that can answer questions. So I think that's important. And I'm glad you asked about this. Because I was hesitant to bring well, it up. Well, I've been thinking about it. Have a, yeah, I've been yeah, wondering. I didn't have a completely and I, positive thing. Yeah, it does feel natural to me that you would need to because it just feels like there would be more balance in that. Yeah, I think the, with just one, it's almost like the frequency can spiral off into a nothingness. I think you need to to have that kind of communication mm-hmm. that then you can settle in with it, with your own physical body, with your your soul, your spirit, etc. That's just my opinion. Other people may use one and get whatever they need from it. But so far, I haven't mm-hmm. had that experience. But I like the company. I like the idea. So I'll keep playing with it and see what else can happen. And thanks for asking. Yes. So we also have other things on our website. We have the liposomal vitamins, which I really like because I have been taking pills for so long. It's nice not to have to take pills. So you can check those out. All these things on the website come with discounts. So uh, make sure that if you want to buy any of this stuff, just go to the website, click on the link. It will bring you to the company, and you can get your discount from there. So, my goodness, we have Michael Andre Ford. He is internationally renowned for removing the veil that prevents us from seeing and hearing our angels. So tonight we're going to find out how this is done and how to feel the direct benefit of angelic communication in your life. Now, Michael is an angel intuitive who helps people meet, hear, and see angels, guides, and other loving figures, including past over loved ones and pets. Michael removes the veil. That's how he does it. So you have a direct experience. Now, Michael currently lives in San Antonio, but he's originally from out here, from the East Coast. He started off on Wall Street before switching over to corporate public relations and spent 17 years working in New York City. I don't know how he survived it. So anyways, he graduated from Middlebury College and Phillips Academy in Andover. Oh, my goodness. Here he is. Michael, welcome to the show. Patricia, Michelle, good to be with you both again, and thanks for that intro. Thanks for joining us. We are so excited. Oh, my God, we are. We're thrilled. Now, Michelle has had an experience of what you do, and thanks to your generosity, I did as well. We are both so impressed. But start our audience off, if you would, on how you got into this. Hey, look, I'm the last guy in the world in one sense to be doing this. I ruin everyone's names, all the lingo. Think about how many organizations (laughs) – it could be philosophy, religion, woo-woo-woo, spiritual health. It could be just the spa at Canyon Ranch. Um, there's so many, like, practices, and there's so much you need to know and equipment to go buy and everything else. And so the upside is I'm a super enthusiastic guy and I'd say pretty happy. Uh, so I kind of took to this like a duck to water, but I'm telling you now, it was stuff that took me six months, two years to do, I watch every single person do pretty fast, like, 
10 seconds, 10 minutes max. It's basic letting go, and everyone that's listening is doing that all the time, whether it's falling asleep at night, brushing, brushing one's teeth, riding a bike, and so on. So it's going to sound complex. It's going to sound amazing. It's going to sound what it sounds like. But I'm also here just to kind of pass along the message that this is something anyone can do. Trust that angels exist. That's the big deal. And here you started off in the financial world and then the public relations. Very different from where you are now. Yeah, I said I'd never live back in New York. It would be over my dead body, and that was because halfway through high school and over halfway through Middlebury, I lived on Governor's Island, Coast Guard base. Uh, I was a military brat on the Navy side, Coast Guard side growing up, and I'm out in Sun Valley, Idaho, and almost my last dollar for a New Year's Eve thing, and I got invited to interview in New York, and sure enough, I went straight back to New York. My first real job out of college, Wall Street for a couple years, I looked super young. And I lost every account face-to-face when I met the portfolio manager that I was trying to sell stock ideas to. But luckily, I found public relations where I connect people. I take an expert, mm-hmm. you know, legal, industry, this and that, put them on CNN, put them in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times Fortune. And so I do a lot of connecting, and I was very successful at that. I put people on the front page of the Wall Street Journal and so on. But that's what I do now. I take folks, and I help them trust their own abilities – It's sort of like a treasure hunt, the classic treasure hunt, but instead of looking externally, you find your own heart, which is that doorway. You just let go as if you're playing a sport, and you actually let go long enough to do basic listening, basic feeling, basic seeing. And so there's a little more than that. I had a lot of little experiences. Once I I got laid off because of the Lehman crisis, and I was the only one out of 72 people with an hour's notice that was excited. I had bought a home in Austin, Texas, hadn't (laughs) lived in Texas before, but had visited a lot. And I got a chance to do the great escape. I was Kurt Russell, escaped from New York. So I hit a plane, <laughs> got out here, and, uh, mm-hmm. and didn't look back. But I didn't have a game plan, and a lot of little things started happening to me, happened to me, hearing, seeing, feeling. And for a security blanket, I grabbed a camera and started snapping photos of angels, fairies, and so on. And I got really lucky with the camera. Now, does this run in your family? Did anybody else have this ability that you have? Boy, that's a great question. The thing is, um, both my parents are passed over. 1970, when I was two, Navy fighter pilot type, and it was his time to go, young, just turned 25 or 26. My mom passed when I was turning 23, and it was her time to go. Mm. And hundreds of people have met them. uh, So that was part of my obstacle or path or whatever you call it. And if you think of it as a poker hand, we're all dealt cards in a lot of these situations in life. We think it just happens to us. But in a way, I'm here to do that kind of positivity thing that – everything that's given to you is actually there there is an upside to it no matter how drastic it sounds it's an opportunity to let go and just be you and to and to learn to trust your own inherent abilities how about that and love that that's yes that resonates very good Mm -hmm. we do so have opportunities yeah but but your way of working is very unique because a lot of people that are doing a similar type of work, um, they are talking. They are talking as if the angels are talking to them, passing the messages on to people. But that's not what you do. You're not passing Correct. the messages on. You're having people listen for themselves. I view this so as sort me. of like a dad with the, his son or daughter in front of him, wanting to learn how to ride a bike. Not that I don't get tons of talented folks that I help. So I don't mean it that way. I mean it. I'm not, I don't want to be the dad that gets on the bike and hogs the bike. And two hours later, the poor kid hasn't touched the bike. 
I plunge a person into the Olympic-sized swimming pool, and I already know that they're Michael Phelps. They just don't know that they have that ability to do the butterfly. Maybe they only do the crawl. Maybe they don't like the water or know how to swim in the first place. But what I'm here to really pass along in another key message would simply be everyone's fully capable of letting go. You do it to fall asleep at night. Again, brushing the teeth, riding a bike back when you got over the novelty of it. Flash forward to today, are any of us riding a bike daily? I hope so, but not likely. So um, this is something that we all have the ability to do. I'd like to think that we're all angel intuitives. And I stay out of the way and try not to tell anybody anything, but it does pop out. Like I'll hear sometimes what's going down, and I really try to stay out of the questions and the answers. And the record, by the way, is 49 pages of answers in nine hours, and I only check in every couple hours in those situations. My goodness. Wow. 49 pages. That's a lot. Yeah. Now you have they're great at this. Really? So you're talking about Australians, not Aborigines necessarily, just us people who live in Australia. Yeah, people who live in Australia. I think, you know, indigenous folks, I think this is just uh, second nature. Um, it's part mm-hmm. of the culture. I think that's why we're having this conversation. I also would want to highlight, like, there's so many TV programs and movies over time that just point this direction. But that's also philosophy, Plato, Plato's cave. This, the, the pink elephant in the room is thinking. We all have a lot of thinking, and we know it from New Year's resolutions. We turn the corner, enter a new year. We want to get something done, exercise, diet. We want to go on more vacations, have more fun. Thinking is, is around us and in us. It's not going away. This is what happens when you get out of thinking and you're just in your heart. You're at peace. You can take a breath, smile, relax. You know this from your yoga class, from cooking, from your exercise. When you relax to watch a movie or a sports game and you're enjoying it, your team's not losing So whatever that is, the letting go, just being, is what this is about. You don't have to believe in any one thing, but this is about believing in all. This is about trusting Mm -hmm. that angels exist and allowing for a little bit more possibility and more in each moment. And then your answers come. You can get hugs, and, yeah, you get to see directly. Forget about the photographs. I start people off that way, but you can then, once you get comfortable, think of this as 60 little baby steps. So I have to kind of shepherd the person from one area to a next i start people off with just seeing light energy auras chakras whatever you want to call it the force from star wars on their hands and there's a bunch of ways to do that but you could see that energy on your dog you could see it on a relative you could see it on the trees if you wanted to and we're all using that energy to navigate i'll have to give one basic example supermarket you're going to get the milk but there's a huge fight brewing between two people and just the little voice in your head says we'll come back i gotta go get the vegetables first anyhow and the milk's refrigerated, so I'll come back in five and the area's kind of cleared out. So whatever that navigation right. system is that tells you to go left or right and to not do this and to do that, the good navigation system, that's what I'm talking about. But I help you to see that flow of consciousness. It's a little bit of what Joseph Campbell talked about with Bill Moyers and Power of Myth, that whole series. But you actually get to see mm-hmm. the flows. It's amazing. And you have such a positive energy that you help people get into. That's what I was realizing when when we were working together that, you know, the jokes that you tell and the stories, that they're all meant to uplift. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful to go to that place and to let go of anything that's been tugging at our, our, our skirts here as we go through the day. You know, it was just so, so enlightening. I really felt lighter from the stories and the jokes that you told. It helped me 
to get to that next level. So it's not so different. I just wanted to share with what the mediums with Americans, not American Skull, but the mediums did with Skull in the U.K. Every single session started with this type of humor, lightness, happy songs. It, this, it definitely makes a difference in who comes through and how you perceive them to have that lightheartedness, huh? Look, laughter is love. I think I'm quoting Mother Teresa, but I can't remember if that was when she was alive or when you meet her now. Across the mm-hmm. veil is one way to say it, but, you know, you have a lot of audience who listens to, you know, it could be the UFO topic, it could be anything else. So you could say multidimensional, transdimensional. It's, I think it's easier for folks just to sort of think, hey, angels could be standing in my backyard. It's a barbecue. It's a party. It's in my honor. Why wouldn't I want to hang out and talk to Audrey Hepburn and get all my answers? I like to keep it simple. And remember, there was an old saying, a true healer kindles the power already within another. That's this sort of thing. You're just helping a person light their own candle, and it's already lit. So you're really not doing much but just helping them get out of their own way, out of the brain, out of the head, the mind. Remember, you could be up there for decades and barely remember to take a breath. And the irony of everything I'm saying is let's get beyond words. You're breathing the whole time since you were born. There's just something beyond the edge of words something happy, something positive that you connect to that allows for more and it's angels, it's other you know, loving spirit guides. You can meet your relatives and pets. It can't be anybody who just died in a shootout at a bank that's wanted by the FBI yesterday. It's got to be you know, someone who's passed over. It's a positive experience and so on. And there's a lot of you know, yawning, crying. A person does react a little bit and they can tighten up afterwards. So there's a little Miranda warning your thinking's not going to go away. But when you can recognize your thinking, I guess what I'd say is there's awareness that's in your heart, that's unconditional love. That's all the positive moments in life, when you get a hug, give a hug, and all those other amazing experiences. That's when you're living your life, when you're in your heart. And then there's the brain tasks, what we know, and what we know sometimes is limited. It's we're excluding possibility. We're judging. We're reacting. It's fear, stress, worry. So this is about pausing all of that trust me it'll come right back unfortunately <laughs> but um <laughs> if you can just lighten up on yourself lighten up on the accelerator the pedal that's called thinking then the universe does the work angels do the rest i like that i like having a staff that is full of love and light that can <laughs> step in and help it's it's wonderful to know that they're around and that you can help people connect directly with them I have to tell you, I was so surprised with Audrey Hepburn. I thought, why is he bringing Audrey Hepburn into this? She's not an angel. But in fact, she has her own special brand here that I rarely see. So that was an amazing choice. How did you come to Audrey Hepburn? Well, and let's look at it another way, too. The photo of Audrey Hepburn moved, and it moves for everyone. It's one of the two top historical photos now backing up everyone knows a historical photo a photo we take of a friend or a relative once it's taken a photo can't move except it totally can you can get a wink a smile the shoulders waggle the hands move it's going to be a tenth of a second and what's beautiful about that moment is the human brain the part of your brain that's your ego your thinking the part that that worries and stresses you get to watch your own reaction because your part of your brain that's logical says, I didn't just see that. And your heart says, ooh, pretty. She just smiled at me. So a photo Hmm. moves. Wow. 
And that's what the photos are about is that begin the process of helping a person let go. But later they can just look up on the ceiling and see lights or they can look in the backyard and see full-on Audrey Hepburn with or without wings, and she loves the red carpet version of it all. She'll do so with, like, little sparks and flares coming off of her wings when she pulls them out. So, look, for the listener, this is a lot. And, yes, Audrey Hepburn did come along. I can't remember on that one. There's 100-plus angels, 30-plus other types of figures, plus, like, another 70 or 80 that have, you know, come, but I, I don't get to use them that much. Um, I believe Thick of Not mm-hmm. Han is now available in, I think, February um, so these are all unconditional love. It's love. It's all positivity. You get the help you need. You have no privacy, but you're not getting judged. And what's beautiful is not just all languages spoken, but think of it this way. We all roll a certain way. There's, what, 7 billion people with 40 trillion versions of thinking. And so we're very finicky on how we'd hear anything about anything. And so think of, like, law of attraction, how there's 10,000 ways to say what goes around comes around, birds of a feather. You get the idea on that. But all of us only like two ways to say it. We're very preferential on how we like to do our input, how we like to take in information. Well, angels know that, and they know how to phrase everything. So forget languages, Japanese, um, Hindi. People get their answers that way. They also get their answers just the way they need to hear it. So that's almost as incredible as having photos of angels or, or fairies or Plato. I have a photo of Plato. You can see his face. Um, But so it's incredible that they can navigate your own kind of persona to get you the information in just the right way. It's said just the right way that it's a gentle touch, it's kindness, it's compassionate, but it also might be a slight kick in the pants to get you motivated and excited. So you're still thinking about it a few days later. Yeah, that's right. Well, now you and Michelle both have had full on body apparitions of angels, right? Both of you? I have. Yes. And yeah. I, you can see angels in human form, too. Human, human. Like, full-on human. They can pop in. So I'll add that. And I have to compliment Michelle. Michelle is absolutely wonderful to tap. Um, she's there. So I had to just see that on air. Michelle, you're busted. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's great. But that's so unusual. I mean, Michelle, what happened when you had that? when you saw that? What happened? I've seen them different times and in different ways. So a couple have been in my near-death experiences. There have been two different angels in those. One time I was in my house, and I could actually see my neighbor who's like four houses down. I could see four angels, massive angels, you know, 11, 12 feet tall, in her house. And they were making a tone, kind of like a humming sound, but it was more high-pitched. And it was very clear that what they were doing was bringing up the level of peace. And I spoke with that neighbor the next door, and I, the next day, and I said, oh, my gosh. I said, last night, it was about 1030, I'm, I'm laying in bed, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing these angels in your house. Um, and she said to me, she said, Michelle, at 1030, I was in bed. Um, I had been in bed crying. She had been having a lot of drama going on in her life. And she said, and all of a sudden, just this peace came over me, and I went to sleep. So it was just amazing that I saw it and she felt it even if she wasn't seeing it, but yet she still responded. And so, I mean, one of the things I love about angels too, when I'm doing readings for people, sometimes I'll see cherub angels. And when I see cherubs, that always represents to me, this person needs more joy in their life. And then depending on how many I see, I'm like, oh my goodness, we need a lot more joy or we're, we're doing pretty good. Um, but they show up in different ways for each of us. And everybody has angels. There's not a soul here on earth that doesn't have an angel assigned to you. 
That's very comforting. Agreed. <clears throat> very good to know. Well, you are so blessed with that vision, and here you had confirmation from your neighbor, total confirmation mm-hmm. of it. So, Michael, what happened yeah. when you saw some full-on angels? Um, well, I can tell you, like, one quick example. There's an angel named Joy. I think that's ironic how we were just talking about needing a little more Joy, but she's the very first yeah. angel I typically introduce people to, unless you're, like, from India and you want to meet Sai Baba first. But um, Joy is the ambassador communicator. She's the emotion Joy, high peppy voice, a pink ball of light. But you can see an angel, like, a million different ways, just like no hug is quite the same. Um, but when I was mm-hmm. first, I mean, I I literally was like Scrooge at the beginning of Christmas Carol. I don't mean like a mean person that way. I just mean it took a lot of effort by angels over a couple of years to get me to do what I literally help people do in five minutes. So I'm a slow poke, a slow learner. I would roll over <laughs> in bed at night at 3 a.m. and my cat would go to the living room bravely if I was kind of getting woken up to go out and hang out with angels. And I would, even if I went out to the living room, I'd put on MTV or a black and white movie. But ironically, those movies would be angel movies. Or it would be a song, <laughs> hello, 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 I just came by to say hello, a very modern kind of club song like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, and so I could never really escape. And so you remember how Scrooge kind of poo-pooed everything and pushed it away? That was me. Um, but part of me listened. And, I, and gradually I learned, you know, step by step by step. So joy just showed up in my living room as a pink Roman candle coming out of the floor and a huge whoosh, maybe a foot or two wide of just pink light that shot up with a big hello, I'm joy. And then seconds later, it repeated a couple of feet away and, you know, my jaw dropped. And there's no way to process any of this. And you just are stunned. And the same thing happens yeah. when you show up in human form. You, you show the sort of mm-hmm. short circuit. Yeah, and I love the way you're describing that. Yes, because angels will show up in the form that we're willing to see them in or accept them in, I think. So, um, you know, for some of us, they are in colors. For some of us, they look like the angels that we would see in statues or paintings. Um, For other people, they're a feeling. Like, you might not see something, you might, but you feel them. You're like, oh, I can feel this presence. I can feel this love or whatever the energy is. So there are so many different ways to connect with them. Yeah, it's amazing that both of you have had these experiences. Now, Michael, when you talk about when they show up in human form, what's that like? Well, uh, sometimes you don't realize it till later. Like an angel will sort of be like, hey, do you remember that one time? That was me. And other times you want to talk to this stranger, that something's going on, your energy's off the charts, but you don't get a chance. to. You're not always meant to just chat away. Other times you get a chance to chat. Um I have started telling people like probably in the last six months to start just asking for it. So if anyone out there is just listening to the show and they're sort of like, wow, or they think this is cool or wherever you're at, park it. Just get to your own heart and make the request to the universe. There's no right or wrong way. Do it from the heart. Address angels directly and say, hey, I could use a little pick-me-up. So the next time you're out and about town, ask for a total stranger, sparkly eyes, an angel in human form to do something to get your attention and you feel better. That's it, except that there gets to be a lot of cool detail. I helped one person one day. She's Swedish in New York. I think she's got a testimonial up on my website. But the next day after the service, she saw a little old man on the street who literally looked like he couldn't cross on his own energy. He perked up and yelled a good morning to her, so so much so and so much energy that the guy next to her looked around 
because New Yorkers aren't used to a hello, good morning sort of thing. <laughs> and so um, she freaked out. And I believe it was Abe or the old Abraham, you know, from biblical days. He's a fatherly, grandfatherly energy on everyone's team, not to be confused with Esther Hicks, you know, the Abraham group and stuff like that. Right. Um, but he, he showed up, gave her a little treat. And I just think it's more common, more available now. It's a little extra kindness, compassion. We're all ready for that. We're talking 7% less thinking a week, 7% more gentleness, and a little less rat Mm -hmm. race. I know it's going to seem like rat races in New York or San Francisco or Tokyo, all the big corporations, but that's what I was trying to reference earlier is it's our thinking. It locks us up. It tells us what situations are or what people are about. Even if the person's kind of a jerk 10 houses down or they're complex, if you can give them a break with your thinking, you never know how you might be helping their transformation or their growth, just allowing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it doesn't help when you focus on how negative they are or how whatever downtrodden they are. It doesn't help anything. So, yeah. And now, have you been in a situation where you have to call on the angels because something critical has happened and you need help? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I'm calling on them a lot. I don't have an emergency situation. Uh, my dog had what about your ankle? And I started asking. My ankle would be an example. Sure. Okay. I helped someone on a Thursday before a Monday appointment. I got them done. I talked to them on that Monday, though, about something else, a potential workshop in the future. And I, I just felt a whole different energy. I couldn't shake it the rest of the day. I tried. I went on a trail to relax with um, a family member and our dogs, and then I even wanted to leave the trail. I tried saging, taking a shower, throwing ball with my dog. I had stress on me, negativity. I picked up some energy, and I couldn't shake it. Well, I ended up breaking my ankle on the tiniest, like a third of the size of a golf ball stone. And so my, it like, wow. sounded like a gunshot went off. And that, that was a blessing mm. in disguise. I hate to use kind of a cliche, but it helped on the real estate front. I had a surgeon who looked like Celine Dion. I was able to, I've been a runner for 40 years. I was able to run a 100 mile a week a year later. So everything worked out fine, but it got the energy out of me. And I will never break a bone again over any person out there. And uh, in that moment, I did get angelic help. Um, a state trooper who was more of a lobbyist showed up. I've, I've run eight, nine years on this trail. It's like trail running out in the wilderness. I was within a mile of the trail exit. Had I been any further in, it would have been a helicopter. This guy shows up. He looks like he's out of the Fantastic Four, the thing, the big guy, (laughs) made out of stone. And so he got me off that trail. But, I mean, I've been on that trail for eight or nine years. I've never seen this guy before. Angel's totally arranged for that guy to be there at the right time. So the message, look, you you don't have to think you have any talent. You don't have to think anything. Don't think anything. Don't let me tell you anything. Own your own well-being and skills, but right now park whatever you think this conversation is about and make your own requests. Learn to own your own unique innate ability, and if you want to do Marvel stuff, to be your own superhero. But just think love, kindness, gentleness, and ask nicely of angels whatever you want to have happen. Start trusting 1% more. How about that? That should be easy. Yes. Just 1%, everybody. You can do it. Yeah, this is about allowing, appreciation, awareness, you know, lots of A's. Angels, loves the fabric of the universe. How about that for a total dose of positivity? Yeah, that's perfect. We We can do this. And this is great for our audience to hear because, again, we need some support. We need some help. And 
a lot of people are feeling still very isolated, and yet here are all these angels they can call on. And also, you you said interdimensionals that you have put in front of people, and even some Native American chiefs and medicine men. So you have quite a variety of really amazing ascended masters and angelic energy and more. I mean, you have so many to choose from when you work with people. How do you choose them? Uh, it's just really a function of uh, I've, got, I've got the first five or so that I always start with. But if the person's from India, they're going to want to meet some of those like, you know, Lakshmi, Ganesh, Vishnu, Krishna, Mare Baba, Sai Baba, Sri Kalashwar, but um, Gandhi. You can meet Einstein, though. Mm-hmm. This isn't about religion, philosophy, anything like that. I'm going to say it's just about letting in a little more light or love mm-hmm. or a little more gentleness or, or the universe itself to get you the help you need. Just if you can be down at the consciousness level of a big pen, how fast can you write? As soon as you park it in terms of your reaction on the possibility of whether this exists or not, you're off to the races for just getting your answers. And business questions are perfectly fine. Where should I go for vacation? I think that's the number one question. Um, there's just so many fantastic figures. Yes, a lot of Native American chiefs, Dolmay, Fredchurch, Geronimo, Crazy Horse, Black Elk, Chief Joseph, White Buffalo, Calf Woman. Um, on the Buddhist front, Buddha, Kuan Yin, it looks like Thich Nhat Hanh now. Um, you can meet your guardian angel, the angel who's helping you at this stage in life. It's just two minutes, two weeks, two years. Depends how slow or fast you are on the uptake. You know, I don't want to make life about lessons, but there are some. You're, you're given many missions, opportunities for growth. How about that? And as soon as you get one of those things checked off and done, guess what? You get more. So you're never going to like, if you're the type that gets your homework done early, you're never going to get like everything out of the way. The whole point of life is to actually love and live a little more. You know, life's not a routine. You're meant to live it. And it's also about certain growth and expansion. So for all those, you know, 40-year intuitive veterans, there's still more to experience. We, we love hanging our hat on pegs, and the pegs or the hat, I don't know, are our value system, our knowing. Our ego loves to say, oh, enough. I can pause right here. Everything's good exactly how it is, and then we can fight change or resist what comes at us in life. And that, you know, that's part of the ebb and flow. And so what I'm here to kind of pass along is just a message of kindness. It's okay to have the ebb and flow, but now you can get more help with all of it, get help with your decision-making. And we're talking small stuff. I tell people all the time, you're not wasting an angel's time to be like, hey, where should I go for lunch today? Or where's my great cup of coffee next? Ask, receive. This is about allowing, yeah, asking and receiving. So anything, no matter how small. Exactly. They're here to serve us. And, And a lot of times when people come to me for readings, they'll say, well, what is my angel's name? Sometimes I get a name, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll get a tone. It'll be, it's just different. It's not always the same. But I always look at the person and I'll say this. I'll be like, you know, think of this as like a puppy. Your angel doesn't mind what you name it. They just are excited that you're connecting with it. So just like your puppy doesn't care if you name it Penny or Daphne or Lucky or whatever, it just is going to respond to the connection you have with it. That's how our angels work with us. If you get a name, awesome. If you don't, find a name that works for you. Your angel is happy to show up and support you. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Now, guardian angels are a different breed, though. Tell us about guardian angels. Who the heck are they? I'm gonna, I like to stay generic. So angels are angels. They come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. They have personality and skills. Um, I know it's exactly though what Michelle said, too. 
you don't have to have a name or anything like that. I've, I've gone that direction and I think it's helpful and I think it helps people kind of park it um, to get to know their guardian angel and stuff like that. Now, guardian angels, personally, I think they have like thousands, tens of thousands of wards, but they can also juggle 4,000 balls at once where a human can only juggle, you know, whatever it is, five. Um, so they can handle a lot. And I've got a photo of one angel who's in three different spots in the same photo. So I really believe there's no time and space. I think it's for, because of thinking in the way we exist I think we have to have time and space, and I know we're getting into kind of a philosophical Einstein, you know, the quantum physics crowd um, subject matter here. But um, angels can do anything. They're unlimited. They're love. They're just here to help. They don't like to interfere. There may be certain waypoints in your life. If you weren't meant to die when the SUV goes upside down in the canal and you weren't meant to drown, you're going to get rescued. So, mm-hmm. uh, And you sometimes have a choice if you want to check out early, stuff like that. So you get – you get the assistance you need at certain waypoints in life, but now you can just ask for it. And here, for the person who's out there and still, I don't want to say skeptical, and by the way, I've got photos. You get to see with your own eyes. You get to feel hugs with your own, you know, own feelings. Everything's direct. But for the person who's skeptical out there, don't worry about the skepticism. Just stick to the part that you're comfortable with and ask. Allow trust a little bit, like 1%. It's, it's faith, but it's religious or non-religious. It's letting go, whichever lingo works for you. Just allow, ask, and receive, and give yourself time. Don't be judging and looking around the corner expecting something one second later. Try to give it all a rest, a break, and just let an angel come in the way you're going to be comfortable with. That's if you never talk to another person again. You're not running to Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And, you know, I like to say something like that, too. Always be – it's okay to be skeptical. Just be open-minded. You know, it's okay to be like, hmm, I wonder how this is going to work. Let's see. Be open-minded because they will connect with you. I have a friend who always calls them their parking angels. She calls them her parking angels before she leaves the house. If she go in the grocery store, the mall, she'll be like, okay, parking angel, angels, get me a spot there by the front door. And she gets it every time. It's amazing. <laughs> That's so That's funny, great. Michelle. And in New York, it's a bar stool angel because everything's always full. And you're absolutely right. I always throw in, I can only offer an open mind, and it's kind of a double entendre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. But here's, here's, I have another more specific question, and Michelle, please weigh in on this as well. Now, my understanding of guardian angels is they're, they were once in human form or not. I don't know. Tell me what... Where do they come from, the guardian angels? Are you asking me or are you asking Michael? I am. I'm asking you. Okay. Yeah, so for me, I would say this. I do think that angel energy is similar to human in the sense that it can choose to take human form and then it can choose to go back to angel form. I also think that has to do with the compassion and their ability to resonate and understand us. It'd be very hard to connect with something that you don't understand and you've never been there and done that. And so for me, mm-hmm. I almost see them in like tiers or layers. You know, so I feel like the guardian angels are kind of up on this top tier, whatever they look like. I think we know some regular names that a lot of people have heard, but I think there are many that are unknown to us by name, but we know them by energy or by their actions. Then we have a mm-hmm. layer to me underneath that, which would be our regular guardian angels. And then I see the cherubs kind of underneath that if I wanted to put them in tiers or layers. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Well, thank you. But yeah, I do so believe, yeah, for humans too, souls have the opportunity to spend lifetimes in the angelic realm. So I don't think that a soul is confined to being only an angel for eternity or only a human for eternity. I think the souls have the opportunity to experience all of it because that is part of the oneness. Mm-hmm. Now, for both of you, I have a question. You know, I've seen the veil get really thin recently, like in the last six years. What are your thoughts on that? Are, are you feeling the same thing, that the veil is so thin and it's becoming a lot easier for your clients to experience this? I'll, I'll take a step Go ahead, first. Michael. I, yeah, I get away from um, – there's been a lot of talk, too, like the shift and what we should all look forward mm-hmm. to, or there's big change coming. And I would say, sure, there's change coming, but it's details are, and I'm going to quote Jesus here. I'm not trying to sound religious or anything, but um, he said something about, you know, love is love and details are far less important in this whole thing. It's just a little more consciousness, kindness coming in. And I tend to get away from all structure and getting worried about which way is up, which way is down left and right. I, I go to the bigger thing, which is, you know, look, we all have life concerns, thinking, that stuff can overrun not just our thoughts but our, even our existence. We get stuck. And so this is, to me, about just super simple, straightforward, touch of compassion, gentleness, kindness, but help to get unstuck for anything. And a person realizing the difference between their heart, you know, call it – there's a thousand names for your heart, unconditional love, awareness, positivity, um, blah, blah, blah. But up top, thinking, ego – a little bit of complexity, negativity, whatever you want to call it. Look, if you could see what, how you were spending your energy, you would immediately start catching yourself. If all your negative thoughts, judging others, yourself, whatever, um, or just being in a bad mood, if you could see that energy, boy, would you catch yourself. So it's something that Michelle said at the very beginning, where you put your focus is where you put your focus. And I love safe sentences like that. That's why I don't speculate too much to me for angels, for example, our prior topic. There's not a lot of hierarchy to me. Uh, but they have a lot of uh, roles, structure in the sense of like personality and stuff. But that definition is only meant to help us feel more at ease and to get the help we need. Mm-hmm. Right. We need help. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. So it's well, nice to know it's there. It's right here. It's right here right now, right? So I feel this way too when I'm doing with when I'm working with mediumship, right? Um, the distance mm-hmm. between life and the afterlife, there is no distance. It's all happening right here, right now. So when I'm connecting with someone's loved one, they're right here, right now. Your angel, it is right here, right now. So in a sense, the veil is a little bit of an illusion because the other side doesn't see a veil. They're saying, I'm right here, right now, whether it's our angels, our life guides, or our loved ones in spirit. The veil is a human illusion, but it doesn't exist in the spiritual world. Yay, That's Michelle to is know. totally right. It's a great way yeah. to phrase it, though, the veil, because it gives you a concept you sort of somehow think you can relate to. But I, I love what she just said, because to me, me too. the veil also has a thousand ways to say it. It's the head and the distance you have to drop to your heart to let go and step aside out of thinking, just to take a breath, smile, breathe. Um, and I would just go, you're, you're letting go is power. And you have to do it for sports to be in the zone. If not, you're thinking you shanked that golf ball or you have a bad tennis stroke or you just can't get it together to read the book that day that you spent four hours on the day before because, you know, something happened. You got stuck in traffic. Somebody yelled at you. You're still jittery, but you only got one line in. And the, and the book didn't change. So 
Whatever is up top that's not serving you and whatever's in your heart when you're living your life, that's my lesson uh, or mentioning or my, my highlight here. You let go, and that's when this stuff happens. You get to embrace the opportunity to explore those differences, to explore the world around you, and then you get to go within, and that's what I think Michelle's referring to. It's right here right now. You get to tap into what you already tap into all the time, especially the good nights when you fell asleep like that, out like a light, you sleep like a baby. That was letting go. Mm -hmm. This isn't some you have to go to a Tibetan monastery for 20 years and practice, you know, chanting. (laughs) Uh, You can still do that. But I'm trying to say there's a million ways to go external and you no longer have to go. I mean, still use Michelle because you're going to be, you know, not sure about your own abilities, but you don't have to take a (laughs) seminar. You don't have to go to the class or the institution or become a Tibetan Buddhist monk or, you know, in Thailand. Um, It's completely available to you right here, right now. Yeah, absolutely. And our human consciousness, I was going to say our human consciousness plays a role in that. So a lot of times when I'm working with people um, around the holidays, especially here in America, people are like, oh, my gosh, I felt my grandma, I felt my mom, this or that. Because the human consciousness is saying we're missing our loved ones. So there's that a larger vibration that's going up which would make what humans are interpreting as the veil thinner because more people are looking for it or reaching out, right? Um, And then other Mm -hmm. times of the year around 4th of July or people aren't really missing their loved ones quite as much or they're busy, you know, doing different things in life. So there is a vastness to the idea of the veil, but it is all controlled from the human side. That is so interesting. This is the other thing I would say. Yeah, because – so here's the thing. People who are not comfortable with the idea of seeing a loved one in spirit or seeing an angel, you know, it's very unlikely they will see them because spirit's not there to push them out of their comfort zone, right? But people who are willing to be open or just say, hmm, maybe that's possible, they're going to be much more likely to see that because in their mind they've already dissolved that veil. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and this overthinking everything that we're trained into at a young age is, is <laughs> so difficult to get out of. I mean, I remember going to the Maharishi Ayurveda Medical Center that was in Lancaster, Massachusetts, and they uh, they had these week-long programs. They were wonderful. You could do panchakarma and have all these wonderful massages and meditation every day and yoga. Well, they brought in this expert from India and to see him, it was about, oh, I think it was about $250. And I thought, well, I really want to know what's at the bottom of my health issues. So I didn't have really many at the time, but I still wanted to know. So I went and sat with him. You know, they bring me into the room, and I sit down, and he goes, he just looked at me, and he said, you think too much. That was it. <laughs> that was it. That was the session. I paid freaking $250 to hear that. Anyway, I mean, I can laugh about it now, but, you know, and he was right, um, but it is true. I think that that is a sickness that most of us suffer from and learning to drop down into the heart, whether we use heart math or yoga meditation or whatever, we've got to do something to pull that energy back in line, right? And then you can do these things and you can see these things. Patricia, you brought up such a great point on a bunch of fronts. I mean, literally, there's that old India from India, the country, saying that a mind that is fast is sick, a mind that is slow is sound, and a mind that is still is divine. 
And that, you know, you don't have to do Indian philosophy or Native American or Buddhist or anything. Um, the point of this, though, is learning that there's even a difference between that, that you're caught up in the mind. It's Plato and Plato's cave. I skipped a lot of my philosophy reading, unfortunately. Don't tell my professor back at Middlebury, but Plato <laughs> came along. And it took me six months to accept that he could even exist. Same thing with Tinkerbell, a fairy. I mean, wow. But I have a pretty decent like staffer at one of these big wellness institutes who acknowledges Tinkerbell in her testimonial. There's 70 plus at the website. So back to Plato, he talks about Plato's cave being up in the mind. It's like a jail cell where the door was never locked. You think your situation is very like fixed. My situation, my problem is you don't understand. I got 25 kids. I've got this. I've got that. And so there's right. so much thinking going on, it's hard to even breathe. And this is just about letting a little bit of light, a little bit of fresh air in, spring cleaning, compassion, whatever you want to call it. But there's trillions of layers of letting go and growth and gentleness and broader awareness. Compassion is the word I, I love, but there, I've got hundreds of definitions now over 12 years, and it, it seems like an angel could keep doing a new definition for a term like compassion forever. Compassion is releasing fears and judgments. Compassion, Jesus, Raphael said that one. Jesus said compassion is open eyes and an open heart. Redshirt said compassion for where people are today is needed by mankind. Relax people. He's a wonderful, gentle Native American guide. Mother Teresa said compassion is not dependent on any one person's happiness. And here's one or two more. Compassion is a hug. That was our passed over dog who said that. Um, Dull knife. Compassion is being kind to yourself and letting go of past failures and accomplishments in the now. So the message always seems to be getting back to your present, your heart, taking a breath, smiling, laughter, anything you can do to relax, just a touch from what you think you know to be, to be or not to be Shakespeare. So, you know, this is all kind of a broken record because every other expert out there to this day, Byron Katie, Eckhart Tolle, um, Wayne Dyer, you know, Louise Hay, they've all brought us the concept of awareness or the concept of where we need to head. No one can actually take us there, though. And that's what's amazing is you've got that ability like an Olympian. I always say Michael Phelps in a pool, but pick a different analogy. You can drop to your own heart, and you already do. But the thing is you're not giving yourself credit. For the listener, you're not giving yourself credit that you're already an Olympian at this. It's hitting a light switch on the wall. It's cooking your best dish that you never screw up. It's the golf swing. It's just sitting and getting a hug from your dog, a kiss, a little lick, or giving a hug to your daughter. It's those little moments Practice those and just watch what happens, and the universe will come in. Ask for a sign. You need to see a hawk. You want just more, you want the billboard to say something to you, or a truck drives by, or you want your friend to call. Start asking and allowing, and don't take it personal. If it doesn't quite work out, you know, an owl shows up instead of an eagle. Be a little gentle on yourself on how the universe, right. how would you do this if you were an angel and you were trying to reach you? Give yourself a break a little bit. Yeah, and a lot of it, I think, has to do with perception. It's how we look at things that can get the mind going into full gear or back it down. I had an experience when I was very young, and I was engaged to be married, and my uh, my fiancé was at was with me at my parents' house, and my father had a terrible temper. He's really a, kind of not a nice guy. And <clears throat> for some reason... He lost his temper, and he yelled at me. I was horrified. And then I wanted to kill him. Well, my fiancé laughed because he grew up in a family where nobody lost their temper, and they wouldn't dare to think of talking to each other like that. He started laughing. Well, then I wanted to kill him. But then I thought, wait a second. 
this is a totally different perception of all of this. And it's so much better. It's so much better. He left. So, you know, how many times do we get embroiled and, oh, my God, this person just, you know, yelled at me or hurt my feelings or whatever, and now i got to get back at them. It's like you can let go of all of that. But it takes a totally different perception to do it. Ooh, Patricia, it's Mike, Michael, Michael Andre Ford here. I have to just chime in. You said so many cool things in there. There's an angel named Joy that I mentioned <laughs> before, Pink Ball of Light, first one everybody meets. Yeah. But she says, and I, one of her best quotes I've ever known in 12 years, enjoy every moment so you are laughing. Your laugh is healing and hope to others. And I just think that's so – that laughter helps – laughter helps change any moment, a smile, a wave for strangers. If you can pull that energy out and be nice to others, you wouldn't believe how much it will make somebody else's day. But also perspective itself changes everything. And I know Byron Katie's really good about helping people break out of their own jail that's thinking. They think a certain situation mm-hmm. is a certain way. And her whole, her whole thing, expertise, is helping you – open up just a little to allow a situation to breathe so you can look at the bigger picture and see why that situation is helping your growth, even if we're talking something horrendous like a bad divorce, an illness, you know, and so on. Right. So perspective, I think it's helpful. And if the angels can help us with that, which they obviously can, um, then that's even better because then we can break out of the prison you just described. And it is a prison because then you're stuck having to see something the same way over and over again, and you tend to attract it. So when angels help us to break out of that, you don't have to see it that way. You can see it a different way, and then you can let go of it. You don't have to have it in your life anymore. That's so much better. So it's getting off that hamster wheel. Sometimes it's not easy. But the angels can help us, and I'm, so yay. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> I mentioned those baby steps earlier. One of the baby steps is just asking for a hug. There's a million ways to feel a hug. It could be just a little right. bump on your shoulder, elbow. It could feel like a hand on your back. Audrey will put the small of her hand on the small of your back. It could be a wind in the room. I mean, there's a million ways. Um, generally, it's done in a way that won't freak you out, but yummy in the tummy. But those hugs are really you dipping your toe into the pool, and the pool, the water, mm-hmm is the love of the universe. It's just whatever you want to call openness. We're opening openness, all of us, whenever we let go of our thinking and drop to our heart. Whether we're engaging a stranger or just allowing a situation to change, our perspective to change. So angels can come in and do more than a hug. I mean, you can get 20 hugs. Um, They can do healings. And this is totally direct Mm -hmm. between you and the universe. You have to allow for what you're going to allow for. A lot of us aren't going to allow for much. We'll get a hug and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about that. But um, colorblind people have seen color, and um, we're all carrying around our story. Half of our story isn't really how it really is. We, we tend to, when we use words, limit rather than just go wildly open and say, hey, I'm living the most amazing life ever. What, when was the last time you've heard anybody tell that story except for Michelle? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, this is all about allow, ask, and receive. So you get it in the English language. You get it in your language. You also get it the way you need to hear it, but you get hugs, and the hugs can become healing. This is really practicing going to the pool. The pool is really your heart. You're just traveling the distance from your home to the pool, the local pool, and you're getting swim lessons from the best coaches. But the real distance is just from the head to the heart. And I don't know if anyone's ever hummed to themselves while doing a task put the ear pods in and actually enjoyed mowing the lawn because the music was so good. That's what I'm talking about is shifting your experience in the now 
so you can relax more and just be the person you were at age 5, 10, two weeks ago, two years ago when everything seemed to go perfect. And then the, the inner you that you were at whatever shiny moment of your life, whenever you were at your peak, having the most fun, humming away when everything seemed easy, that never went away. Thinking's there to tell you that it did. And that's why I'm just saying when no ego is present, when you're in your heart, your heart and soul shine through you, through your eyes. Your love, you sparkle. Now, hey, for some of us, that's only going to be like twice a year. But um, <laughs> my point is you can have that five times a year. Yes, exactly. Now, tell us about some of the people that you've worked with. Obviously, you don't give us our, their names. But what kinds of transformations did they see as a result of the work that they did with you? Or I should say the play well, that they did with you. I had a super senior person at Austin City Limits. I helped the former chairman of Austin Opera. I've helped the city council person there. I've helped the folks from these institutions who either teach there, staff there, University of California, San Diego, at least three people there, Stanford, Columbia, two people there, and so on. But um, it doesn't have to be a university. I've helped like a former Miss USA, a former Miss Hawaii. Um, now, the types of transformations – you get any answer to any question. So that's super helpful. And, you know, obviously to allow for any level of detail, you've got to have kind of a warm up where you're like, Hey, what's going on here? Do I really have the ability to listen? Do you have to learn to trust your own abilities? And that's why I'm really good at the beginning. I help you see energy or light on your hands, whatever you want to call it, the force. And then you just do baby steps, small questions, just to trust that you're plumbing your electricity, whatever you want to call your senses, your listening ability, I, I help you trust that you know how to get that toe in the pool and that you actually want to go up to knee deep. I mean, I'm the type of guy at a pool party. It takes me two hours to get in. Everyone's cannonballing, jumping in. I might not even go in the water. So I'm, I'm like the last candidate <laughs> to show you how to do this. But you just have to have a little bit of guts. And, you know, if you don't have any guts, you'll never show up. I have tons of people who book who can't, you know, show up. It's just part of this. But I just had a Buddhist chaplain in um, Prague, an American, wonderful guy who put up a video testimonial. I've had about 20 podcast hosts do this, and I've got one quick war story that's fun. Just say there's two podcast hosts. They've worked together. Um, there's a component of this that goes beyond um, the regular human dynamic. You know, we want to ask a question, want to get an answer. It's very one-dimensional. You're listening. You write it down on paper. You don't have to write it down on paper, but um, – it helps you remember better, and there's stuff that you write like days later you don't remember that you wrote it. Um, that's kind of cool, and it's usually absolutely flavorful uh, and so on. But you can close your eyes and have India come to you. You can have a Native American setting come to you. You can have an oasis in the Middle East go to Tibet, and I like to suggest, and a lot of people have done this by the hundreds, you can go surfing anywhere in the world. The beach is either the way you know it, but if you've never been to Fiji or Thailand, go there. Angels can make it happen. You get the full sensory thing. It's kind of like that HBO show. I think I think it's HBO Westworld, but without any of the violence. And just total positivity and love. You get the swim with dolphins. So I had two podcast hosts who chose to do the Hawaii surfing thing. They've already done all the front-end stuff, seeing their energy. I mean, they're both long-time intuitives. They've gotten their answers and stuff like that. But the point is they got to go surfing, and they got to see each other in the same – I don't know what to call it. Is it dream time, sort of aboriginal Australian? Is it lucid? Mm -hmm. Just We'll call it angel time. We're five minutes here. <laughs> Our time is really more 10 minutes over there. And you can still get all your answers and questions, but I think it's more important to let go and have kind of a universal experience. You can see light beings. People can meet Seth from the 1970s. There's an angel named Grace. Uh, there's an angel named Grace who's rainbow light. And then there's a light being named Grace. So, you know, no one name is totally patented here. 
Um, but a light being named Grace, who's enthusiasm. And she'll show up as a whale with bioluminescence, but it's daytime. So the normal rules don't have to apply. Like fairy surfing can do loops around you somehow. And if I'm, I'm a bodyboarder, nobody can do a loop around me while I'm bodyboarding on a wave. It's impossible in real life. But somehow the impossible is possible. We're back to that photograph thing that a photograph you look at actually winked or smiled. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Just yeah. This is a little bit of Disney. You can see fireworks, daytime, nighttime, indoors, outdoors, and it's not going to set your house on fire. It's more angel light. They just want to cheer you up. I had a cat pass over, and I'm seeing, what do we call it, fireflies? And yet it's April. It's in Austin, Texas, and I didn't realize it's not firefly season. So I'm seeing, like, golden lights moving around. I think it's fireflies. I'm yelling in my household down to another level going, oh, my God, I'm seeing fireflies out the window. Well, you know, my poor family member didn't have the heart to tell me till three months later. This is how daft, how, how blind I am to all this. She's like, yeah, angels and fairies were making that for you as a kind of pick-me-up, tiramisu, because your cat passed. You were so sad. They knew that would cheer you up. You can ask for a firefly, but forget the normal colors, pink, purple. Pick your favorite color. Maybe this is the exercise for somebody out there. Ask for a firefly. Sit on your back patio, your porch, your balcony. Ask angels and fairies, but be in your heart, please. Just be in your heart. That's the only thing you have to do to allow for this. Ask for a firefly streak. Don't be looking intently. Tune out like I'm the most boring professor or the most interesting professor. You know when you just let go. That's half the times Mm -hmm. when you see the auras on the row in front of you in the class. Um, just let go and let the universe make you a firefly. Nice. Yeah. Well, consistent. Let go. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> thing to do. Sounds so easy. And, the, and sometimes well, we, the hardest, right? Yes. It's definitely the hardest, I think. We have a caller with a question, area code 216. I'm going to bring them on the air and see if they have a question for you, Michael. Hi, what's your name? Yes, hi, my name is Patricia. Oh, another Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Do you have a question for Michael? Uh, yes, I just uh, tuned in uh, through Blog Talk Radio platform. Uh, I'd like to know, I was uh, doing a meditation, an ancestral, uh, ancestral healing type of uh guided meditation and the name of Redbone <clears throat> this was this was Monday night uh, that I did this meditation um, I was given a box well I would like to know to get the understanding uh, this person handed me a re- rectangular small box wooden box inside with blank paper some sharpened pencils um, uh, I first had a yellow ribbon around it, <clears throat> and I, um, a camera, and but I see the names Pentex or Nikon, and um, oh, what else? And oh, and there was some money, uh, packs of uh, bills, fifties uh, and one hundreds. Um, and I've been trying to figure. I, I, I'm guessing maybe the blank paper and the pencil says for me to write uh, because I am a writer and you know cultivating, building up that you know, uh, gift and skill set. Um, but I'm not sure 
and then the name Redbone. Well, Michael and Michelle, what are your what are your thoughts for Patricia on that image? This is Michael, and my whole gig is making sure I get a person to the point where they can ask about the situation and get clarity and get their answers and directly, and they can do it without me in the future. So I'm going to punt to Michelle and see if she's picking up anything here on air. And the first thing that I was feeling as soon as you started talking was I heard box of love. So what this box was was a gift for you to learn to love yourself. So whether that is through your writing, it's about expressing yourself, loving yourself, and loving the way that you are existing in this life. Um, so it was really to me, the, it was about a box of love with tools and ways for you to express yourself. Nice. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, Patricia. Yay. Really. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really had the feeling of a gift. It was almost okay. like, I want to say this, the energy with the box of love, was it was a gift for you? So for a lot of humans, we have a hard time loving ourselves. And it's actually a gift that is our soul's right. We should love ourselves. Um, and it felt like they were, they were gifting you the ability to love yourself. And, and I mean that in big ways and small. Just appreciate, you know, I was funny today. Or, you know, I did this today and that was silly or whatever. But it was really, it was about a box of love being gifted to you. Oh, wow. Okay. Very nice. Well, yes. Thank you, Patricia, for your call. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thanks. And yay to Michelle. So, nice arrow to the bullseye. Bam. Yes. She always <laughs> well, thank she you. always does this. Always. <laughs> That's why if people need to have a reading, Michelle is the one to go to. So um, one other question that I had for you, Michael, is you mentioned that pets have their own angels. Yes, pets have guardian angels, and you can get to know them. I think it's a great thing to do. Um, You can ask any question you want of that angel, but you can also talk to your pets directly. They're like third graders, second graders, fourth graders. I guess it depends. Hopefully your pet isn't that one rare human who chose to kind of reincarnate as your pet just to hang out with you extra. Like let's say it's 200 years ago you were both in Ireland. One's the husband, one's the wife, and one of them chooses to come back as your pet. I guess that could happen. Most of your pets to me are more like third graders, or you can hear hummingbirds, stuff like that. So you can learn to just listen. I know people in India are really big into that. They think that everything speaks. And, I mean, you can hear a tree. You can hear a stone talk. Um, it won't be, like, mm-hmm. loquacious to use a big word. But, um, but, yes, you can listen to your pets, and pets have angels too. That is so neat. You know, I never thought about that, that my dogs would have their own angels, but it makes so much sense. And I, it gives me great joy to know that, that they have their own angels. That's wonderful. So i got to find out who my little phoenix has for an angel. <laughs> <laughs> he is very funny, so I'll be interested to, to be introduced but that's great to know, and especially because I know everybody who loves their animals, we're always concerned, are they feeling okay, you know, are they eating right, et cetera, and the angels can tell us, right? They can give us that information if we ask. Yes, and Patricia, you're pretty good at that too for divining pet health and situations, I think. You're very intuitive. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I I aspire to be, <laughs> so... 
<laughs> you absolutely <Yeah>. are. <laughs> well, thanks. I, and I love animals. I absolutely love animals. It's when I heard this Native American quote that said, "Every animal knows more than you do." I was like, "Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they all do." I I love Winnie the Pooh. He he has so many great quotes, but one of them is, and it's sort of the metaphor for tonight, the show. Everyone talks to animals, no one listens. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's all of us when it yep. comes to being up in the head. We think we know what we know, we think we know where we're at, and we could be t- judging our career, our stresses, our relationships with people, our relationship with ourselves, like Michelle just said about loving ourselves more. The number one lesson is to love more, and it's got to start with self before you can do a great job externally. I mean, it doesn't mean you're not loving someone fully to the best of your ability, but the the thing is there's more bandwidth that we can all have intuitively, but also in a loving fashion. I would argue it's all the same, but, you know, we like to use a lot of words and segment. So um, the message here really is a gentler, kinder, more compassionate, loving approach to self, others, our work, how we just, the lens we use to judge and good luck with that, everybody. Good luck remembering to remember, if you can remember, when you remember. And so that's why I say only 7% a week, twice a week, yeah. two hours, you right. go for a walk, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's really giving yourself the ultimate break from all of this nonsense that slides around in our heads. Yeah. And that's and mostly why don't what I it touch is. on one quick, quick topic, which is let's extrapolate out on the idea that hey, the universe is really big. There might be beings who are unconditional love, just here to help, no harm. We're protected, by the way, for the UFO crowd who's tuning in. I've seen UFOs a couple times. I, you know, Of course, we're all inquisitive or wanting to ask questions. I got told by angels way back, like, park it. Just know that you're protected, not, not for me personally to go wild about it. doesn't mean I don't check out Jeremy Corbell, if I said his name right, on Twitter and everything else. But the bottom line is we're here to get help directly and you can ask about any topic ask about ufos ask about your career ask about how to have more fun ask about two years out ask about personal development what to let go of where to stop wasting energy because ego and the thinking it is a waste of energy to a degree i don't want people to get caught up bashing themselves over it thinking is not going away but so you get any help you need if you can just get out of what you know and let's take it out to organizational levels there's a gajillion organizations it can be IONS. It could be the institutes on the you know, holistic spirituality front that are trying to explore and research. It could be just a spa, and they're offering today it's acupuncture, cupping, massage. And you know, a few years ago or 10, 20 years ago, maybe acupuncture wasn't accepted. But what I'm trying to say is down the road, we're going to be seeing energy more, consciousness. Maybe that's three decades away. We're going to be able to know and feel more comfortable that the universe is far bigger than we've been allowing for. And we don't have to get it caught up on the neutral, the negative side. I mean, it's a whole beautiful spectrum of different beings, energy, stuff like that. I stay on the positive side. And again, it's back to what Michelle said at the very beginning, where you put your focus is where you put your focus. I would just encourage people to allow for a little more goodness and to put your focus on goodness. It doesn't have to be defined any one way. It could be for a lot of us getting out of the rat races, getting out of our head. It's just taking a breath. Right. Yeah, it it is taking a breath, and we need to take more of those breaths without thinking. So, but here's a question, and this is for both of you again. I on the show, we've had people talk about demons, and <clears throat> I've seen them. 
So I'm just wondering if either one of you, when you're working with clients, have ever had that happen? Because we're all talking about the angelic side, the positive side. But sometimes these these other things come along too. Have you ever had experiences with that? I can go first. Well, I can I've seen go. negativity, yeah. small amounts. Um, but I, I definitely keep my house super light and keep good boundaries. And it's negativity is not necessarily going to reach this far. It's not going to want to hang out. So that's as far as I would go on the topic personally. Um, I'll clear someone's home, stuff like that. But I just take a very steady, eddy, slow approach to it. And uh, I stick strictly to the positive side. How do you clear someone's home? I personally use sage, but I know that there's a lot of folks. Um, I ask angels and you know Native American chiefs to help me and so on, but I know there's a lot of folks who are super apt at that. They just trust their abilities to directly ask angels. They might whistle. Um, I just blow a little bit of light Native American sage, leave a window open, walk the perimeter, stuff like that, walk the grounds. At the very beginning of this, I used to hire people to do that to clear my house two houses ago up in Austin. You know, I didn't trust my own abilities. This is like 12, 11 years ago. Um, so, you know, you'll only allow for what you're going to allow for. How's that? Um, there is something, yeah. I mean, Michelle, how do you handle this whole topic? Yeah, so I've actually only had out of, I don't know, the thousands of clients that I've had, I've only had one client that ever came to me where I felt like, and I wouldn't call it a demon, I would call it there was an entity or something attached to her that did not need to be there. And it was very interesting because I was talking to her, but I was energetically uh, sending it light and telling it it was time to go. And as I was doing that, she literally put her hand in her head, looked down and quit talking. And so I saw this physical response to what I was feeling. Um, so I would say I always focus on the light. I have no problem clearing people's houses. When I do it, obviously calling in the angels, calling in the light, calling in, you know, whatever beams of light that I feel like I need. But I would go one step further when I clear a house. I clear it on all, on all levels, on all dimensions for all of time. So when I go in and clear a space, I'm clearing it, and it's good. Um, and, and I haven't ever had anyone come back to me and say, oh, my gosh, we have a problem and it didn't work. It's really, it's really a good thing. You can do it. The clearing of a space is used by the person's intention. That's what clears the space. So if you believe in your Barbie doll and you want to wave your Barbie doll around in every room, you're saying, okay, here's the Barbie doll. The spirits are going to leave. Um, they will because your intention is following that. So a little bit, people like to use sage, and I believe that that works, but it works because of the intention behind it, not because spirits are like, oh, my gosh, sage, we need to leave the house. It's all about the intention. Right. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the idea of, of calling on Native American elders to help. They certainly are experts with that. So I like that, too. That's a nice way to do it. Bring Think in of a it company. Another way before you buy a property, I mean, there's energy in everything. Everything is energy. We know that. So certain mm -hmm. land, certain places are good for you. Others might not be the best home purchase. How about that? And the universe even sometimes tries to tell you if the question is, are you listening? Like, should you buy that home and so on? So you can get help from the universe finding the right spot for you. Now, remember, a lot of us are tuned into that in the first place because you're jumping around at the property and everything feels right. It just goes well. And then we've all mm -hmm. had experiences, too, where maybe we forced it and it wasn't the right decision. 
Yeah, or you get in a bidding war and you have to keep going higher on this house or whatever it is, and that's the universe saying, it's not meant to be yours, but you're insistent you're going to get it, right? Yeah, because you're right, Michael. Everything has an energy or vibration attached to it, and so it's true. It's And you can feel that even when you go. Um, so I'll be honest. I don't go to a lot of secondhand stores because when I walk in there, I feel a lot of energy from everybody's clothes, furniture, grandma's china, what, you know, what is, what is in there. There's a lot of energy. If I want to go to it in a playful way and kind of just be like, oh, I see the chest. Who am I t- tapping into? I can do it in that way. Um, but everything carries energy. Yeah, yeah I I'm like glad to hear you say that. For homes. New builds where no one's lived there before. The land is 100%. The Native American chiefs, the angels, have basically handpicked it out for you. Mother Teresa's gotten involved. Um, if anyone out there is just listening about this and they're, you know, in the middle of apartment hunting or house hunting, definitely take a break. See how things feel. Sleep on it. Ask for signs. You know, contact Michelle, blah, blah, blah. But the universe <laughs> is there to help with even real estate decisions. Anything, there's nothing too big or too small. And I've even got a quick war story for two seconds. I lived, you know, a couple yeah. of communities ago in Austin. There's a guy just moving, you know, houses in the neighborhood. He's staying in the neighborhood. For some reason, he wants more security. He's putting his focus on that. And I, I don't think I'm giving away who this person is in any way. But the day he went to look at a house that was across the street sort of for me, seven police cars showed up back when, you know, law and order was law and order. Three different yeah. jurisdictions. <laughs> I can't explain how that happened, but it was actually the opposite signal. He bought the home. But it was really to get him to not buy the home. <laughs> and so oh. I can't explain why they showed up. He hadn't done anything. Maybe an alarm went off or something. I don't know. But seven different police cars, two or three different jurisdictions, and the message really was from the nurse, don't buy the home. Um, yep. It wasn't right for him. Wow. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So <clears throat> how about giving people an idea of what they can do right before they fall asleep to connect with their angels while they dream. Personally, I'd suggest letting go of the day's stresses or the accumulated stresses. The best way to do that is um, ask angels to help you with that. You can take a shower. You can do anything you need to do, stretching a little bit. Definitely turn off the electronics like an hour or two hours before bed if possible. Reading your favorite book, trying to switch the mindset a little. But if you can be I'm going to say the word gratitude, but if you can show gratitude, give thanks for anything. I have the best dog in the world. This pillow is so soft. You know, more important things. Whatever you can give gratitude for and you're earnest out of the heart, you know you've uh, kind of gone, what, even landscape, clean slate. I'm, I'm going to lose my English here. But you've, um, <laughs> you've let go of the thinking component, what you're holding on to. And at that point, I always suggest before bed, start talking to your angels. It can be one way. That's fine. It's back to that Winnie the Pooh quote. Start asking for more fun, more opportunity for this, more opportunity for that. Ask for your own personal development. You can, angels, I, I forgot probably the most important thing about this whole thing. Angels can alter your path. So I'm not sure how mm. anyone out there wants to view it, but your bandwidth. Pretend you're a 50-year intuitive veteran. You can get your skills added too. You always see with your mm-hmm. eyes closed. You live in you know, Canada, that British Columbia famous psychic. But you can see with your eyes open. Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium, I love him. But he sweats a lot and feels the palpitations of the passed over loved one who died of a heart attack. He doesn't have to go that far. He could ask angels to come in and help modulate that. I'm making up a verb here, but mm-hmm. he could modify it a little. He doesn't have to feel it as much. And he could even start expanding mm-hmm. the way he rolled so he wouldn't feel as much pressure. He's got a huge waiting list. I think it's like 15,000 people 10 years out. 
He's totally fun to watch. Oh, my God. Check him out. Yeah, wow. young fellow. Yeah, I know who he <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah, I know who he is. Very interesting. Yeah, well, again, we all can tap into these abilities. And right before sleep, I think, is a really good time, and you're giving some great advice to people on what to do. Now, you work heavily with photographs. Do you suggest that they pick a photograph right before they go to sleep of an angel they like, whether it's Michael or Metatron or Gabriel, and just look at it, gaze at it before sleep? Would that help? I mean, look, you're never alone. Angels are always around. You just put your focus on them. If you think about them, they're there. And that's it. That's the connection. So a photograph is nice. It helps a person let go and everything else. Um, It definitely helps a person connect um, one way. If you're talking somebody who wants to kind of go through a crash course, boot camp, um, just trusting that any of this is possible, fantastic. And those photographs, I think I have photos I just put up. I I stalled. I delayed for four years. I put them up just like two weeks ago. So I think it's $3 each on the website. But there's 22 angels, two fairies, Play-Doh, and then some artwork and stuff like that. But just put your focus on angels generic you're reaching them automatically. They're in your heart if you need another way to think about it. And just practice trusting that everything's okay exactly how it is right now and breathing. Whichever way you need to do, just it, Eckhart Tolle describes it fantastic, feeling your toes, you know, doing kind of that flowing through your body and just realizing everything's okay. And I would mention the morning mm-hmm. too. Before you can get awake and have had that tea or coffee or put on the news or taken a shower or anything, you know, if you want, look at the fog lights or what do you call them, recessed lights, pot lights in your kitchen, wherever. If you're really out of it but still somehow moving, um, first thing in the morning, you'll see rainbow light around them the size of beach balls. Uh, the soon as mm. your thinking kicks in, though, that starts to recede until finally you don't see the rainbow light, the aura around the lights. That's kind of fantastic. But the first thing in the morning, too, is great for – I know it's a really popular word, so sorry to use this, but manifesting – just Setting your intentions on the cool stuff in life, putting your focus on what matters. There we go. So um, before bed, put your focus on what matters. You don't have to know what it is. Don't worry about the details. Tell angels, go all Winnie the Pooh. Just say, hey, life, angels, suck it to me more. I need more humor. I need more love. I need more excitement and dash. I need nicer people around me. I need a better workplace. I need anything. Put it out there, but do it not from a position of lack. I know that's a big thing with the whole law of attraction crowd. Put it in a positive way and say, make it happen. Start practicing trusting that you've got invisible butlers and helpers or whatever you want to call these folks. But angels are there to help. Same thing in the morning, though. Wide open, first thing in the morning before you get cracking back with society and your brain again. Put it out there as well. If you have to have a little few sentences to repeat first thing in the morning in a notebook next to your bedstand, do it. That is great. Okay, everybody, you've got your marching orders. This is how it's done. Now, also, <laughs> Michael, tell people how they can get a hold of you and book sessions with you. And you also have a book, so talk about that a little bit before we end the show tonight. Sure, sure. It's just my full name, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Andre like the champagne, A-N-D-R-E, Ford like the trucker car, MichaelAndreFord.com. I have everything on that website. On the front end, there's 70-plus testimonials, tons of video testimonials from you know, some pretty notable folks. Photographs of angels at the back end, like I mentioned. Um, the book is – you can find it at my Amazon author profile. That's just Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash – not James Patterson, not that author. Um, Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash angels. I got really lucky. 
I didn't use my own wow. name. It's just Angels. When you get to that profile, you can find Listening hmm. to Angels. It's a 15-minute read. I've got two balls of light on that cover. It's an angel named Charlotte and an angel named Min, like Minnesota. Um, that's my guardian angel, Min. Charlotte's one of my business managers. It's a short angel, uh, angel book. It's How to Listen to Seven Angels. It's a one-page forward, one, one page forward, one-page introduction, five pages how-to, some troubleshooting, beautiful appendixes on why angels now, and an epilogue by an angel named Dale who coached a really famous gold medal athlete that we would all know the name of, um, not to beat other people but to follow her true, unique life path. And that angel book was totally written by angels. Anyone who thinks I even possibly wrote that thing, thank you, but no way. It's gentle, it's light, <laughs> there's no way I could have done it. And I would mention the last thing, last message from me is everyone's got a unique life path. It was back to that, you know, life's not a routine, live it. So the second you can get over the concept that you have thinking, you've got a big heart, trust that you've got a big heart, and you can get there anytime you want, that's when you're ready to let that unique life path unfold even more than what you think is possible. Like total upside for us all on the unique life path, the unfolding, your own personal growth, your own ability at love, to have more fun and kind of seize life by the horns. I guess I'm saying the wrong analogy here. Picking the low-hanging fruit. How about that? Take over. (laughs) (laughs) But you were doing so well. (laughs) Yes. Always mix my metaphors. That's me. Oh, gosh. I think you did. That was awesome. I loved it. Absolutely. We have enjoyed every moment of having you on tonight. So thank you. Yes. Oh, that's well, true. Thank you thank both you. for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, we've got to have you Absolutely. back. And so thanks again, Michael. We'll be back in touch with you. And everybody, we'll have another great show next week. We've got Tom Longo and his alien connection. Can't wait to hear about it. And until then, We'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.